I recently came across an excellent article by an infectious disease epidemiologist named Dr. Benjamin Linus, who addresses the question on every parent's mind. Will there be school for my children this year? I strongly recommend you read his analysis, which addresses five questions everyone is asking about reopening schools. Are kids going to be safe? Are our teachers going to be safe? Will kids bring COVID-19 home to their family? Will opening schools lead to a second wave and lockdown? And what are the risks of not reopening? In today's podcast, we're going to break down what Dr. Lina says and take a look at what a safe reopening of schools just might look like. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. Okay, let's get right into it. If school reopens, will your children be safe? Well, Dr. Linus argues that the answer to this question is probably yes, they'll be safe. He notes that current information indicates that not only are children less likely to become infected by COVID-19, but their disease is generally much milder than COVID-19 in older individuals. Yes, it's definitely possible for children to get sick with COVID-19, even sick enough to end up in a hospital or even God forbid, an ICU, but the chances of that happening are about three times less likely than someone who's over age 18 years. This has been true not only in the United States experience, but also the same effect has been seen in China and Italy and Spain. Will there be cases of COVID-19 among children in the U.S. if school reopens? Definitely. Will some children get seriously ill? Unfortunately, yes, but today's experience says that this will not happen very often. The next question people are wondering is, will teachers be safe going back to school? Well, here Dr. Linus says there is not much data except from France. In this French study that he cites, the investigators did not find one case of a child-to-teacher transmission among 46 teachers and 541 students. So Dr. Lannis's answer to the question, will teachers be safe, is again, probably yes. Question number three, will children bring COVID-19 home and make their family sick? Well, to answer this one, you need to know what an index case is. When a clustering of cases of a sickness occurs, sometimes that cluster begins with one person who makes the other sick. The first is known as the index case. So if children were to be bringing the sickness home and infecting others, they would be the index case in their family's outbreak. Dr. Linus's analysis of available evidence leads him to the conclusion that children are rarely the index case in a family's COVID-19 outbreak. He bases this on 700 scientific publications that found that when children were ill with COVID-19, they were rarely the first case in their family. In other words, they were usually not the index case. So the answer 
Dr. Linus gives to the question, will children bring COVID-19 home to their families and make them sick? It can happen, but not very often. Question number four, will opening schools lead to a second wave and lockdown? Well, at the time of this writing, it looks like parts of the U.S. are already having a second wave of illness. So the real question is whether children will throw gas on that fire and greatly increase the spread of COVID-19 like they do with most respiratory infections. As I used to tell parents when I practiced pediatrics when explaining how infections move around a community, quote, parents, you wipe your kids' noses, not the other way around, end of quote. Well, that was my way of saying that children usually get sick first and make adults around them ill, not the other way around. But COVID-19 seems to break that rule. I think because children are just harder to infect with SARS-CoV-2 than adults. They are not as fertile a ground for this germ. Thank goodness. Well, here is Dr. Linus's conclusion from his reading of the available data. Quote, Modeling studies demonstrate no clear role of in-school transmission explaining current COVID-19 epidemiology, end of quote. Well, that's doctor talk, for he is not sure, but he's hoping that children will not fuel a larger outbreak. And the final question, what are the risks of not reopening schools? Well, here is where having a smart epidemiologist analyzing a problem really stands out in my mind. We can harp on the risk of opening schools and always find reasons not to open them, but we need to consider the negative health effects of not opening them as well. Dr. Linus sees many negative effects on the health and well-being of children by continuing to teach children remotely. Here is a partial list. Not opening school will deprive children, especially at-risk children, of a considerable amount of educational time in the classroom with teachers. Dr. Linus called this the COVID-19 slide, a loss of reading and math skills that come from not being in a classroom. A problem for some children, but devastation for others. Dr. Linus also notes that 20% of child abuse reports are made by school teachers and counselors. Without children being physically present in a school, these possible abuse situations will not be investigated with potential devastating consequences for a child. Additionally, children who are not in school will miss out on the meals that they get there, the structure and security of the school, and the social interaction with their peers. As you can see, not being in school can add up to a big negative for many children. The American uh, Academy of Pediatrics has also released a statement emphasizing the importance of children returning to school, citing many of the same reasons. Well, what would a safe school reopening look like? Well, when asking that question, the U.S. should take school openings in other countries into consideration. Schools in Asia and Europe have opened with success, but it's important to note that countries in both those places, which have successfully brought schools back into session, have had on-demand testing, vigorous contact tracing, and declining rates of COVID-19. 
By comparison, the U.S. is seeing a clear surge in cases and is unable to offer on-demand testing and is struggling with contact tracing. In many locations around the country, our situation is just different right now than the rest of the world. If we are to reopen, we're going to have to address many, many questions to ensure the safety of children, teachers, families, and the community at large. Are we up to it? I hope so. Others have done so successfully and unsuccessfully, I may add. What have we learned? Well, the following is what I have learned reading about this subject, and these measures would be on my mind uh, and vision of a safe school reopening. Okay, my list is sort of long, so you're going to need to hang with me. I've got 15 items here. First, class sizes would be limited to a teacher-to-student ratio that is safe. Children would be socially distanced to a minimum of three feet apart from one another and optimally six feet, and that includes socially distancing teachers as well. Outdoor instruction would be offered whenever possible. Children would be always kept together, cohorted, so to speak, attending school with the same classroom children when they were in attendance. Some type of symptom and fever screening would be, need to be done at the beginning of each school day to exclude children that might be sick. If a child was found to be sick, they would be isolated and tested for SARS-CoV-2. If the test is positive, school contacts would be promptly and appropriately isolated and would be directed uh, as directed by the health department. Hallway traffic within the school would be unidirectional and travel would be kept to a minimum. All children and staff would be masked except when they're eating. Each classroom would be sanitized every few hours and at the end of each school day. Ventilation systems would also be cleaned and maintained with special filters. All the children and staff's hands would be sanitized every few hours. Food would be pre-boxed and served and eaten in the classroom, no moving around the school. Every child found to be ill would be isolated from school, tested rapidly from COVID-19 if appropriate, and that information would be shared with the school and community quickly. Schools with a few or more cases would be closed for two weeks and remote learning instituted until the cases had calmed down. Schools would need to have the resources to rapidly test children and staff for COVID-19 on demand. The health department would have the resources for contact tracing necessary to determine the extent of outbreaks. And finally, schools uh, would have adequate resources, i.e. money, to implement all of the above. Can we do everything necessary to reopen schools safely? Frankly, I have my doubts, but I certainly hope so. Balancing the needs of the students, the teachers, the parents, and our economy will take enormous cooperation and skill. Everyone will need to sacrifice for the greater good, something Americans used to do very well, but seem to have lost the ability to do recently. Achieving my vision of a safe school opening would be a Herculean task for any school system to institute, especially during a recession when resources are scarce. It's time to see how creative, bold, imaginative, 
school boards, parents, teachers, and administrators can be. Let's all hope they're up to the task. While I know I have made quite a few podcasts on the topic of COVID-19 and children, and I hope you're not tiring of this subject, but things are changing so fast, I feel an obligation to keep my listeners up to date. Hopefully, someday soon, we will be looking at COVID-19 in the rearview mirror, and we can talk about other child health subjects. This is Dr. Paul Smolin, you know, Doc Smo, hoping you can keep your cool about COVID-19 and school. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.